What's going on, all my podcasters? See Jizzle and the motherfucking Whizzle bringing you episode two of tonight. The last one I was talking mainly about depression and shit, but van life a little bit. Um, have any of you heard about Russia? Russia's not getting its way with NATO and everything, so they're kind of pissed off. Very worrisome times. Um, Russia is bulking up at the United States and saying that they're going to put troops in Cuba, which is like 100 miles from the Keys. It's very close to the United States. I do believe. Um, I think it's about 100 miles from the Keys, but it's very close. I mean, if Russia wanted to put some troops there and then have an amphibious assault attack on the coast, I'm pretty sure that we would know about it, but just being within 100 miles is a little too close, right? With that being said... Russia acts like that's something new. Russia's been... Russia's had forces in Cuba since the 70s. No matter if you want to deny it or not, they've had uh, researchers and whatnot in Cuba. So, <clears throat> Russian scientists, yeah, they've been in Cuba. Cuba and Russia get along together like peas and carrots. So, back in the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, they're both communist governments, so they both get along just fine. They love each other. <laughs> it's just a shame that Cuba can't really come to Russia's aid when Russia's getting snuffed out with sanctions, you know, I mean. But anywho... Vladimir is going to keep making it very difficult on his people. And he's going to keep getting more sanctions and more sanctions and more sanctions until his people are starving to death. And that's what happened in the 70s. We had to loan them so much, so many $300 million in poultry at a time because their people were starving. And they didn't give a fuck about them. The same thing that he's pulling. And you know, for Russia to keep saying that they're going to take over uh, Ukraine is... You know, they're, they're the problem. I can't, I can't help but to think about all these Ukrainian families that are... Their sons are training to go to war. Even though they know that they're probably going to be killed... By the Russians. Okay? So... It's very, it, it really hits close to home with me when Ukrainian wants to stick up for its rights. It wants to stick up for its freedom. It doesn't want to be a part of Russia. And if there was some other country like Canada that was going to take over and say that it's going to employ its own rules and laws, hell no, I would never let that happen over my dead body. If Mexico decided it was going to try to invade and tell us that we couldn't have 
freedom anymore. We would we would wipe Mexico off the map. Mexico wouldn't exist. And it's the same thing that needs to happen with Ukrainians and Russia. Just because Russia's bigger, they're trying to poke and prod at them. And NATO and the United States, the NATO forces versus Russia, Russia would lose. And Vladimir Putin knows that. So there are more NATO there are way more NATO forces. There are way more heavy armament and technology with the NATO forces. And the United States just came out with a drone. It's it's a vehicle that shoots multiple drones. And they warned that this drone strike could be a, uh, what they call it? A weapon of mass destruction. So, what they clarified that is something that causes a lot of destruction. So, it looked like Elon Musk's spaceship with like 50 different drones on it. And they all would come off at the same time and it would be like 50 independent drones with warheads mounted on them. It was crazy. I think I was scrolling through Google whenever I seen that in the news feed. But, you know, we need to stop. With, with the administration that we got, we're, we're being too lenient. We're being too nice. It needs to be more firm with Russia and with China. First off, with China, I'd tell them flat out, we're not buying any more of your product. Period, point blank. No more Chinese products until you can start behaving. And we're not going to sell you any of our products because, you know, you're so superior, why don't you find your own? <laughs> and it just shocks me on how we keep talking about climate change and shit. And China just built like 85 coal-burning power plants very recently. They just keep building more of them. It's going to burn more fossil fuels and add more greenhouse gases. And they want to talk about how America's not doing their part. China has way more population than America. So, anywho. Anyways. We're kind of dealing with a war already here on our own home soil with rioting and shit and looting and we don't have enough police officers and the ones that we do have aren't trained right. We don't have like riot squads like we should. Um, there's many, many, a lot of funding that I can see here in the future coming towards police officers. Uh, to, to beef up more police officers, to train the ones that we have. And so on and so forth. And that's going to take a lot of money. But I just feel it coming soon. Very soon. And um, not only that, but if we were to go to war at the same time, that is a lot of spending. And I just don't think that this country could deal with it, you know. 
if we had military spending, if we were at war and we had military spending on top of trying to fund our police and on top of trying to get this nation back on its feet from, you know, businesses to, you know, we just, we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And I think that's really the only good reason why we haven't went to war yet is because we can't afford it. We really can't. I know a lot of people don't really think about it, but that's a lot of money. And if we're facing somebody like China that has technology and shit, it's going to be a lot more money versus facing somebody that has no technology at all. And I can see that if we went to war with China, we would have a draft. We would have a national draft. It would be like World War II again. You wouldn't have a choice. If you're 18 years old and you're old enough to vote and whatnot, all these dumbasses around here that, that you see on the streets that, well, I mean, I see a lot of them in the gas stations. But those dumbasses that come in there that are trying to be all gangster and whatnot, you get them out on the battlefield and they're going to be the first ones to die. Being so stupid and ignorant, they're going to be the first ones to go. And that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be a little pawn game. That's what it, that's what it is. It's a game of numbers. So you get these... 18, 21, 25 year olds that are old enough to go to war, all these stupid ones, they're going to be right on the front line. Because they got like eight sisters and ten brothers. You know, if you're the only son, you don't have to, you don't have to go to war. If you're the only one to carry on the last name, like I am, I don't have to go to the draft if I don't want to. I can choose to stay at home. So, which, why would I? You know, the last time I tried to join the military, they wouldn't let me. So, why would I go in and fight for my country if they wouldn't let me before? It wouldn't let me because I had a GED, which was really fucked up because they told me at first that it didn't matter. They told me, oh, you know, we take GEDs, we take high school diplomas. What they didn't tell me was they only take so many GEDs. And then I went and took the testing... And I used to go all the way out to the west side of town to work out with them, go on runs and hikes and shit. And then I go and take the tests and everything, and then when we get back, they say, Oh, there's nothing we can do with that. There's nothing we can do with a GED. It's college-level courses. What do you mean? And so basically they told me, um, tough shit. Can't join the Navy. So I 
left the Navy and I went over to the Army and they said the same thing. That they only get so many GD applicants and they're trying to do away with it. They're trying to kind of phase it out. But back whenever we were going to war in Iraq and Afghanistan, there were people that they were taking left and right. It didn't matter if you had a high school diploma or not. They'll get you. They'll get you straight out of high school. Like I said, you don't even got to be at high school. They'll come up to your job and try and recruit you. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. When they need you, when war comes around... They want everybody. They're coming for everybody. And that's the only reason why this government keeps letting people have babies. Having eight kids at a time and shit. That's the only reason why this government is letting them have that. And paying for it. Paying for the food stamps and the health care. That's why the government's paying for it. Is because they want more soldiers. Period. Nobody wants to think about that, but if you're a mother and you have eight kids, eight sons, only the youngest is going to get to stay behind. All the other sons are going to go to war. And that's sad, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh. <sighs> China has a law now to where you can have two kids. It used to be to where you can only have one. So a lot of times you would go to orphanages and see daughters. You'd see females. Because in Chinese tradition, they want men to be able to take care of them and, you know, carry on the name. So if you can only have one kid and you have a, a girl... They would give them up for adoption and try to have a boy. So now they can have two kids. And now it's where females can serve in the Chinese Communist Party as well. So they can have a daughter. They can have a son. But here in America, I mean, fuck. They're having eight kids at a time. I just don't understand... China's population is so high and we have way many more children a day being born than there I don't get it but if we were to take on China like if China was to come over and try and invade for example we would crush them we would crush them there would be people that aren't even in the military that are just people that own guns in their own house that would just crush them. And they've got enough rounds to be able to hold themselves off for a while. So, I'm, I'm guessing that one American could kill at least four Chinese soldiers, if not more, at a time. So, even though they've got many 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 more troops they're not trained and they're not ready for war they don't even know how to shoot a gun let alone you know they, they've never seen war in many years 
there's been a lot of Americans that have been to war. The Gulf War, Afghanistan War, Iraq War, Civil War, the Vietnam War. We've been at war like since we've been a fucking country. So, we're a country that knows what war is about. China is just a bunch of little pawns that they don't even have the right body armor, let alone the right training. So, even if they were to drop troops overhead with parachutes and invade with boats on the, on the coastal areas, they'd get taken down very, very quickly. They'd have whole batons getting taken out. Battalions, not batons, sorry. <clears throat> They'd have to have over a thousand battalions, and even then, I don't think it would happen. Honestly. Because, <clears throat> if it comes down to it, I'm shooting anybody that looks like a Chinese soldier at that point. So, and I'm sure everybody else in my same mindset would be thinking the same thing. So, it would be an all-out war on American soil. And that's the only reason why China will never do that, because China will lose. China will lose if they try that. So, same reason why China hasn't tried to take over Taiwan. Because China will regret it, and China will lose. And I'm really happy to see that they've been putting out mines and shit. They've invested for four different ships to put out mines. So Chinese boats can't fucking just come up whenever they please. Um, anywho... There might be a technology around that by now to where they can disarm those mines. Who knows? Nowadays, the technology, who knows? But the point is, China hasn't fucking tried to take Taiwan yet. And there's a reason why. Because China knows it'll lose eventually. And the whole world will come after China. Because we all believe in freedom. Right? That's one of the places that I've always wanted to visit, is Taiwan. Because it has freedom and democracy there. And there's so much food and nightlife there. And but here lately, with all this shit going on, I would never go over there here lately. I'd like to visit it one last time before... Shit does hit the fan, but I don't want to be stuck over there if shit does happen. So, I know a lot of people talk about Thailand and blah, 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 but Taiwan is like a very technological, up-to-date city with a lot of good food. And it's one of the only Asian countries over there with freedom and democracy. So whenever I hear about people talk about Taiwan, I really 
get kind of emotional because I believe that they deserve their freedom. And it's kind of like whenever we were trying to get away from the British. You know, the Americans wanted their freedom. The British said, oh, well, this is our territory. And we said, well, come and take it. Come and take it then. And that's, that's kind of how it all happened with the American Revolution. So, which was a very, very uh, historic time in American history, I do believe. A lot of people don't talk about it. But the Battle of Bunker Hill was one of the most greatest wars that was ever fought. Battle of Breed Hill, Bunker Hill. I'm pretty sure that we ended up getting fucked on it because we didn't have enough ammunition. But it was so courageous that we still, even though we didn't have any ammunition, we were still fighting that war. Hand-to-hand combat, it didn't fucking matter. And colonists were fighting the British. The British were just coming up right on the land and the fucking colonists weren't having it. And, um, if that were to happen now, on a bigger scale, with the people that we have, people that consider themselves to be colonists, I guess you could say, we would crush anybody who came on the coast. Even if they had fucking javelin missiles and shit, we would still just, we would, we would crush them. We came a long way from having bayonets and, uh, cap fire guns, like. We've got M16s now, like semi-automatics. And it just wouldn't happen. An invasion with China just wouldn't happen. Even though they've got... Many, many more troops. It would never happen. So, that's the reason why China's never tried it. China likes to talk a good game, and so does Russia. But when it comes down to it, like I said, it's all talk. So... And the fact that Ukraine wants its independence, and it's been Ukraine for I don't know how long, and Russia keeps wanting to fuck around with it. And it's the same thing with Taiwan, with China. Taiwan's been that way for years, and they haven't had shit to say about it until now. Well, guess what? It's not going to go down without a fight. I'm going to tell you that. Because we don't believe in just taking over free, sovereign territories like that. For no apparent reason. And trying to be sneaky and sly about it. So, for the longest time, I've wanted to be a mercenary. Um... 
it's just kind of something that you have to get into. You have to know people in order to get into it. Um, you're not hired by the government, but at the same time, you know, you are your own person whenever you get over there. So, anywho, I've kind of always wanted to be a mercenary. Get paid $200,000 a contract or whatever. And depending on who you work with, they might have a helicopter, they might have tanks, they might have rockets that you can use, that you can buy off of them or borrow. And you can train with these guys. And these guys have been at war before. So, it's kind of like a little private military. And the military doesn't really know about these guys because it's a hush-hush kind of thing. So, we aren't endorsed by the military or anything else. It's just who they are. So... I'm not saying I am a mercenary, but what I'm saying is um, there are people out there that become mercenaries that um, do it for, they think it's the, the right thing to do. Um, I think that whenever they found Osama bin Laden, that they had intel from a mercenary the SEAL team had intel from the mercenaries before they moved in the mercenaries didn't want to handle it so they just called up the SEAL team and said hey this is what we know this is where he is that's what I believe happened I believe it just wasn't worth the risk to the to the mercenary team they didn't want to handle it you know maybe they didn't have a helicopter to get in there There's going to be many other high targets, many other people that are going to have to be dealt with, assassinated, dealt with, whatever, in other countries. Kim Jong-un is uh, a very high-valued target, but Xi Jinping is not going to probably be in power much longer because even his party is getting kind of tired of him and somebody is going to put out a head on him eventually so and when you're talking about prices you know so usually a mercenary will do like a $200,000 contract maybe more depending on the target that's pretty common for a $200,000 contract. Um, but when you're talking about somebody with more status like that, like Xi Jinping, that could be a... That could be a really big contract. I mean, that could be a $5 million contract, easily. So, there's somebody out there that's contemplating it, that's already thought about it, And 
with the technology that we have nowadays, it's very easy. It's very easy. Um, CIA operatives right now have the technology to dress up with with latex. They can wear whatever face that they want, right? They can go and look like a Chinese citizen right now with the latex technology that we have. They can infiltrate over there. Start out as a new cadet or something and work their way up. And then they can get close enough to where they can assassinate. And I'm telling you, it's possible. And there's many people out there that don't even care about their life anymore. So even if they get caught trying to pull off the deed, they're ready to die for a good cause. So, for their people. I mean, these people live miserably. Dictators, dictators never really win, you know. With Saddam Hussein, Um, Fidel Castro, um, and 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 not just Saddam Hussein, but Saddam Hussein was a really good example of modern day dictatorship that just doesn't work. They, <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. It really isn't funny. But when you treat your people that way for all those years as a dictator, that's what you get. But they stuck him like a popsicle stick and paraded him around town. And then they hung him. And that's the kind of brutality that comes out of people that try to be dictators nowadays. Saddam Hussein was a prime example. We didn't even need the American government to get involved. The people hated him so much that they were ready to fucking kill him. I mean, they were the ones parading him around town. You didn't see American troops parading him around town. They hated him. He was terrible to his people. He collected all the wealth and everything. He lived like a king and everybody else suffered. They hated him. And it's just like these other governments. Eventually, when you're a dictator, dictatorship never wins. When you try to live like a king over everybody else, it never, never wins. It's a losing battle. So, freedom and liberty usually always prevails. I mean, even if we gotta fight and die for it, that's that's what it's all about, right? We fought and we've died for our freedoms and our liberties. And sometimes it really bothers me about some of the rights that we do have that we get that get stepped on a lot, but For the most part, when you come to America, you can say what you want, you can do what you want, 
start your own business and think how you want. And when you're over there, you can't do that shit. Women can't even drive cars over there. It's crazy. But things get crazier and crazier, it seems like, every decade. Every ten years. Like, things just get crazier. It just blows your mind. Like, ten years ago, we were doing this, and then ten years before that, we were doing that. And Like, I can remember back in the 90s when Walkmans were a very big thing. Walkmans. If you didn't have a Walkman, you weren't doing shit, you know. With the anti-skip on it, you know, listening to CDs. And then they came out with MP3 players, like the iPod. And if you didn't have an iPod, you weren't doing shit, right? And then time goes on, and they had phones that you can store your music on. You didn't even need an iPod anymore. It was like, anybody who had had an iPod is like, what are you doing, you know? You don't need that shit anymore. Now we got phones that will take you to another fucking dimension. <laughs> Put on some goggles and, you know, you're in 5D mode and you're in another fucking realm. You know, back in the day, we had pagers. We had pagers with a little gold chain. If you didn't have a pager back in the 90s, you weren't doing shit. You know? And now, you know, with text messaging and shit, pagers are like, you know, but it's something that is a little bit of nostalgia. You know, we used to have pay phones. And in my town, there's like two pay phones in this whole fucking town. And I thought, wouldn't it be a good idea to be able to put pay phones everywhere again and be able to slide a debit card to use it? Everybody's always asking you at the gas station... Can I use the phone? You know, they come up and they try and use a gas station phone all the time. If there was a pay phone outside, that'd be fucking perfect. You know? We'll even let you slide your link card to use it. <laughs> you know, they say that history repeats itself. And, um... I see a lot of war going on right now. A lot of possibility of going to war. I see a lot of people that are smoking a whole bunch of weed. I see a whole bunch of people that are living out of vans and shit. And <laughs> I can't help but to think that we're going back to the 70s. With the Cuba missile crisis. And then you got Russia that's talking about putting troops in Cuba. And it's crazy. That we're kind of going back in time. We're going back to being... Dealing with racism. You know, back in the 60s. And shit. Whenever Martin Luther King had marched and tried to abolish it and everything. We tried to get rid of it. and It's back. It's fucking back. So... Really, honestly, there are so many things that are similar to the 70s that it's not even funny. And I, I really think that I'm going to get into painting some murals 
from the 70s. On different areas, kind of like spray painting, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get into artwork, make love and not war, you know. I'm not a very good artist, I'll tell you that. But even if it's at a bus bench, a little bit of tagging that I do, or a little sticker or something I can put on there, you know, kind of remind people to be a little bit more uh, selfless, you know. I think that we all need to live without things in order to be able to appreciate things. And, um, there's been times whenever I've been homeless, and I've slept on a park bench, uh, or in a dugout, you know, and let me tell you, while I slept in that dugout, I didn't have a blanket, or a pillow, or anything, I just laid on my bag as my pillow, I had two layers of clothes on, and I only got about two hours of sleep. It was like blowing snow that night. And it wasn't very fun. But um, I really appreciated a warm bed. At that time. And um, if I would have never been homeless, I wouldn't have never known what it's like to be homeless. You know what I'm saying? And um, the fact that I actually know what it's like, and I know what it is to be, you know, I feel bad for some of these people out here, but at the same time, you gotta fucking do better. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, um... I know what it's like to be homeless. I know what it's like to starve. I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the totem pole. And with this next year, I've, I want to dig myself out of this hole. It's going to be very hard. But, um... I'm ready, I'm ready for all the uh, challenges that are going to come ahead, so, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast, I've got like nothing really else to say, um, go ahead and smoke a little bit more and then I'm going to go ahead and eat and watch some TV and go to bed, so, until the next one, it was real. It was fun, but it wasn't real fun. Deuces.